This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. And welcome to Blowing Bubbles. I'm Samuel Mann coming to you from Sawyers Bay in Dunedin. And I'm joined by Mawera Karatai, who is in Fakatani. Hello, Mawera. Good, Sam. How's, How's it going? going? Good. How's it going there today? It's good. It's a great day here. It's very overcast, but warm and quiet. Be amazing. And we are joined by Sunny Teo from Snell's Beach, north of Auckland. Kia ora, Sunny. Hey, kia ora, Sam. Kia ora, Mariwa. So who's in your bubble, Sonny? Um, So basically, uh, there's my wife and our three children. One's a teenager, and then two, 12, and the other two are 12 and six. Um, And then we have two boarders. One is from China, and he kind of arrived uh, before the COVID-19. Well, he's been here us for about a year and then it went home for Christmas and then he came back and uh, he's not part of that that city was on the other side of China so his family's safe and then we've got um, actually one of our workmates from Russia she's from Russia and she's staying with us she got kicked out of the, her apartment the day we had to lock down and so she needed to find a place and I said well we got a spare room and so She's staying with us. It's seven in our house, and it's been quite interesting <laughs> having different, uh, different cultures there. And uh, no, we all seem to be gelling really well. Um, yep, doing really good. And you're on the beach north of Auckland. Yes, yes, we live in Snell's Beach, uh, about 300 metres from the beach. Um, we kind of just moved house about six months ago. Went from the small home into a, on, right on the beach to a bigger house just a bit further back. And uh, we're kind of glad that we've moved into this bigger house because there's so much space that we can all be in our own little mini bubbles and not be interfering with everyone else. So it's kind of, it's been a blessing to be in this bigger home. It was a big move when you moved up there because it was a a big commute, but it meant you got a lifestyle you're looking for. Yeah, that's right. So I travel for nearly an hour and a half every morning and then an hour and a half coming back in the evening every day. And but yeah, you go into the city to uh, Target Polytech Walking Campus and get into the hustle and bustle of the city life, and then you come back out of it and just chill out on the beach with family. So it's quite nice, quite a good balance there. So you'll be enjoying not commuting. Yes, yes. So uh, that's been the challenge is so uh, replacing that that commuting time with other activities. Because <laughs> um, normally when I'm sitting on the bus, I'm either listening to music or reading reading a book. Um, 
which makes the time goes quicker. And uh, so been trying to replace that with other activities. I'm still listening to music, but I haven't, what I haven't done is, is actually got back into reading books. I've been using that time to exercise instead. So how are the kids doing? Yep, the kids are uh, yeah, fishing on holiday at the moment, but before they went on their break, they had schoolwork that they had to complete in the mornings. It wasn't all day. So the first half of the day was doing their schoolwork, and then the second half was this uh, Nina's a teacher. She's a trained teacher, so she provides all sorts of different activities, and uh, she's been man- uh, she's been fantastic for keeping the kids busy. Are you getting to go out on the beach? Yep, they've just come back from uh, probably for about an hour. They've been every morning after breakfast. They go down to the beach for a walk, um, and then they come back and then they play board games at the moment. But yesterday they finished off our garden. We had a garden. Well, one of our gardens just had plants in it. We pulled out the plants and converted it into a veggie garden. So the kids were doing that. They've been doing that for the last few days, started last week, and now it's finished and planted with cabbage and cauliflower, and we're just uh, going to get some silver beet, some other bits and pieces. You managed to find some so seed. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we thought, oh man, with this lockdown, it may not be the only, may not be the last, may not be the um, the last time we have one. Could be another one in the future. We don't know. So it's probably a good idea to start preparing uh, for the future. There is another one. Liesel Mitchell is a downtown dweller, urban explorer and conversationalist observing city life in lockdown. Well, hello there everybody uh, out there in the bubbles. Um, Coming at you from uh, the Liesel bubble here up in Zuloftia. Uh, hope you're having a good day. I I am, as as always. So I uh, wanted to check in with you today and just talk a little bit about um, some of the things I'm noticing when I'm going for my constitutional walks uh, out there in the fresh air, trying to get a little bit of, um, I guess, space uh, to think and kind of get out of the house, um, which is one of those things that I think is probably pretty important actually even if you're not really big on the old exercise thing just having a bit of a wander and getting some fresh air I've noticed really changes my attitude during the rest of the day so I try to get out a couple of times during the day and um, I usually go really early in the morning well really early when I say really early I mean like eight o'clock which feels really early because there's no one around and there are very few people around so that sort of time of the day is wonderful for just really clearing my head, getting a sort of feel on um, what I'm going to do for the day, uh, how I'm going to approach the day, and also just noticing really wonderful things about Dunedin, because as I walk through the streets, the silent, empty, very quiet, very quiet streets, uh, I notice things that I haven't noticed before like um, I'm seeing street art that I haven't seen before I'm seeing um, trees uh, particularly at the moment autumn I'm just seeing beautiful sort of like views of trees and noticing trees I've never seen before and it's the perfect time to sort of see some of those colors changing and 
leaves everywhere all over the ground and it's just beautiful so the other thing I'm noticing is the empty shops and um, the advertising in the windows which when you when you're not buying anything and you can't go and buy or shop suddenly seems quite redundant and when you see sale you know 50% off and two for the price of one and must-haves and get this here and you just think wow <laughs> what what do I need at the moment you know I've touched on this before but I just it just brings it home again that we've got this this downtown area filled with shops filled with things that are lovely and lovely to buy and we all um, probably enjoy buying things at various points and it's lovely to buy something new every so often but wow we really do um, have to rethink some of this stuff I think because do we really want to be consumers the way that we've consumed before and I know for myself I don't and that's something I've been reflecting on as I walk the George Street often in the morning and um, while I support business and I want people to have jobs and I want us to be able to look after each other I don't support our consumer habitual buying sort of lifestyle so that's something I've been um, taking home from my little walks the other thing that I've been taking home and this is more something I see in the afternoon when I get out you know closer to sort of four o'clock in the afternoon is all the people that are out that I think probably wouldn't normally be out um exercising or having a bit of a walk and it's super lovely to see families mum dad teenage daughter all going for a walk together and I'm guessing that under normal circumstances that just would never happen but quite lovely to see these family units sort of going out for a walk together and um, equally sort of flatmates or groups of friends that are obviously in the same bubble two or three people um, you know down at the oval with a f with sort of just walking and or running together, talking. It, it just is actually really lovely to see some of the ways we're connecting with each other within our bubbles, um, but also sort of seeing some of that as people do take a little bit of fresh air. So I just hope you're all staying safe. I'm, I think it's about continuing to just look after ourselves, look after each other, stay home until we're allowed back out. And uh, yeah, take care out there. Talk to you soon. So you're managing to work from home successfully then, Sonny? Yes, uh, definitely. Um, it's been a lot harder. And I kind of just figured out yesterday why is it um, more, a lot harder. is because you're trying to visualize, because I'm doing IT support, you're trying to visualize helping a staff member or a teacher while you're talking to them over the phone. Um, sometimes we're able to remote in, but most of the time we're trying to visualize the solution. And that's kind of um, putting a lot of stress on our brain. Uh, there's myself and, and Justine, who's, uh, she lives in South Auckland. So we're both providing so support for our staff and students. And we discussed it yesterday that, yeah, it's that it's the strain on our brain that's, um, um, that's we're really struggling with. And so we talked about what are our response systems or mechanisms that we have um, to all that that kind of mental stress and uh yeah so some both of us are quite um active with exercise so exercise stepping one of them walking away from the our little workstation um sometimes I, I take the laptop and go outside 
sit out on the on the deck that kind of changes the environment um yeah and just like going for walks with the family in the evening we have a basketball hoop out the front so going outside to shoot some hoops and also helping the kids with the gardening and so it's important to have those um response mechanism mechanisms to the stress from working at home um, and a lot of our workmates have been saying the same thing. It seems to be a lot more intense. Stan Walker's choose just there. I say forever. You told me never. We'll be together. You run away from me. Out of the weather, I'll be your shelter. Life would be better if you just stay with me. I can't just give in, my heart gets it hidden. I'm still forgiven, so I run away from you. But please don't stop chasing, boy, just be patient. Your time won't be wasted If you just stay with me You push away my, my love over and over I try, you try to make you stay can't, can't get no closer I won't you won't give, up give up on us So can we just give it a try?
Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokudui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui kia koutou, ko Hope you're all having the most amazing day, beautiful superstars. And I'm very excited to have some more time with you. And I thought that I would just really enjoy really delving together with you today into our essential nature as a triumph of the living world's work and as an interconnected being throughout time and space infinitely and without end and just checking in with you as to how your appreciation and your awareness of yourself as a living being during this time is going something that I'm noticing obviously and that I'm really loving and enjoying is that because I'm at home in my beautiful beloved bubble I'm so much more rested and I'm so much more entranced and engrossed in my present moment awareness and my beautiful living toolkit, my five senses are just rewarding and rewarding me to a higher and higher degree with each moment that passes and I'm just so grateful. So I'm hoping this is also taking place for you and I think that it's just such a wonderful time of real experiential learning for us all at the moment and I'm so grateful for it and I'm hoping that for you you're really enjoying and deepening of your appreciation for your local environment in your beautiful beloved bubble and that your view of your local environment from your beautiful beloved bubble is just growing in its magnificence every day it certainly is for me and your senses that allow you to perceive this view of your beautiful beloved bubble. I hope, I really wish for all of you that your engagement with your senses is deepening and growing. And what I mean by this is what I'm experiencing is that the colors that I'm seeing are becoming increasingly vibrant. My sense of all of my possessions, maybe that I haven't taken the time or haven't had the time to actually appreciate. And this is multi-level, so from a conceptual viewpoint, all of the stories associated with them, all of the feelings associated with them, where they're from, what they mean to me, all those things. And then non-conceptual, their presence, their energy I'm just appreciating so much more and of course then when we move to all the living beings that's around me and their beauty their magnificence their energy their life force their maori that they're sharing with me is really growing in intensity in terms of what I can perceive and what I can enjoy and if you've tuned in with me before you'll know that a few days prior to our bubbles arising around us in a way that is more cohesively understood as opposed to that we're always in a bubble anyway 
I decided that we were going to get six beautiful hay hay, beautiful hens, and two beautiful kittens, Poirot and Hastings. And my connection with them is really growing. I'm also really enjoying connecting with my friends all over the world and seeing how this time of connection to self, connection to home, returning home, this ability to rest and this ability to recharge, this ability to reframe and this ability to understand anew what we can do when so much of what we have taken for granted shifts beneath our feet and around us, around every point that we have known so far. I'm really loving it. So I hope that for you, you're experiencing some shifts both in the world that you perceive with your senses, the external world, your external bubble, and also your internal universe. And of course, they're connected infinitely throughout time and space. But uh, I would love to really offer this experience to you as a time for reconnection, recalibration, re-understanding and welcoming new understandings and new ways to perceive the world around us. And I'm looking out the window at the moment, looking down into a northeast valley in beautiful Autiporti, Fun Eden, Stun Eden, Sun Eden, Pun Eden, Yum Eden, Din Eden. And I can see all these beautiful houses that we have constructed as a species of animal, all these nests, all these burrows, all of these bubbles. And I'm so grateful that I can connect with all of your bubbles. And I hope that all the people in those bubbles that I can see and all of you that I'm connecting with through this show are really enjoying this time. And if you're finding this time hard, and I know that a lot of us are alongside loving it, that you're finding new ways to comfort yourselves and those you love with all the amazing skills that you have. So I'm sending lots of love to you all. Aroha nui kia koutou, And I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Thanks so much. Kakiti. So other than not having to commute, although in some ways you're, you're missing that a bit, have you noticed yeah. any changes that have been happening that are that are good changes yeah definitely um like the the first week or first few days was uh just spending more time with the kids that's been able to have breakfast with them and sit down at the at the table and and uh yeah just start the day together because um, normally i'm gone before they wake up and then I don't get back to about seven o'clock. And so the other thing is we've been having dinner earlier. Um, and so then we're able to get out for family walk. Uh, we make family time, uh, dinner, our family, um, kind of family meeting. Everyone comes to the dinner table, we sit down, have dinner. And then we talk about, we will share what's our, what's our favorite thing that's happened today. We do that every day. It's just, uh, so we share what's something positive. And what we're thankful for—that's a good thing to be doing. What have people been saying? Mm. Um, like 
yesterday, the kids were thankful for doing the garden, getting the garden finished. Once they've seen it finished, it was like, wow, they've achieved something that's, uh, that's you know, fantastic. And they thought it was going to be hard. It was going to take hours, but it didn't. Um, it's been thankful for, well, the board has been thankful for being in a safe, safe home, um, having a family around them. Because yeah, their their fam their families back in in Russia or in China, that so were kind of being a family to them. So they're thankful for that. Um, yeah. Are they spending time on Zoom or Skype or something to to family at strange yeah. times of the day and night? Yes, yes, late at night because um, of the time difference. Um, it's quite funny. You hear, you can hear that you're standing between. In the hallway, you can hear one side is Russian, the other side is Chinese. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah. Well, where are, what's it like in your house? Uh, my, I was really surprised uh, to hear from my 15-year-old girl yesterday that she prefers being at home to being at school. And she's such a social girl, but she's enjoying just hanging out with the family. And even though her brothers annoy her so much... She's just really just enjoying the space and the quiet. Um, the ten year old, our ten year old Jack, he is enjoying being able to just go for twenty bike rides a day, and and he's learned how to mow the lawn, so he's doing that. Uh, and Bo, who's our seventeen year old, we've set up a gym outside for him, so he just whiles away the day building muscle, and then comes in and eats everything he can find. So I think. <laughs> They're all thankful for this freedom that they've got to just pursue the things that matter to them. That's pretty neat, hey, when you can do that. Let's put Coldplay there.
everything you want to dream away Under this pressure, under this weight We are diamonds taking shape We are diamonds taking shape Adventure of a lifetime. Do you think we're going to be looking back at this as an adventure? Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely been an adventure on how we do things. I've kind of been sharing with my workmates that we still need to maintain our our, our normal routine, you know, and, and the time that we have we had which commute, we still need to um, make the most of that time. And, and just try and stick to our normal routine so that when we go back to work, it's, it's not a massive shift to back to what it used to be. We still have some kind of normality in a sense. But, but yeah, it's definitely going to be different. Our, our, our CEO at Auckland Campus has already mentioned about looking at uh, providing staff the option to work from home a lot more in the future. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty exciting for us. People all around the world must be looking at their investment in offices and saying, why did we think that they were so important? Mm. Yeah, but some of some of the staff at our, our, at, our play, at our campus, they're not um, student-facing or staff-facing. They could be doing what they're doing at home. So do you think it will return back to, a, back to normal? Is it going to be a flip of a switch and we're back like we were, or is it going to be different? I think it could be different. There's, there's always going to be that awareness of that this could happen again. That's always going to be there because we've been through it. We hope that it never happens again. Uh, but, yeah, there's always going to be that awareness. And, yeah, we're just trying to look at how we can make make that transition back to the workplace as smooth as possible. Moira, do you think it's going to look the same? No, I think that we're forever changed and and living in New Zealand isolated from the rest of the world all the time I think we get quite relaxed thinking that we're we're safe from things and uh, when things like the Christchurch earthquake happened and recently here in the Eastern Bay of Plenty we've had the Fakari eruption and now um, this coronavirus um, situation 
we, we have to think about the fact that bad things happen sometimes and we can't control those and our our isolation from the rest of the world doesn't always keep us safe from what's happening. But I think the, the great thing that will come out of this is a rebuilding of community because I really feel like I can feel community building around me now. I can feel, uh, you know, reading reading things that people are writing and, and hearing things that I'm um, hearing, you know, like on our local radio. We're, we're hearing... Uh, people talking about the things that they look forward to most and they're mostly community-based and I like that. No one's talking about going off on an overseas trip, they're talking about going to the beach and that's fantastic. I think I like that a lot. A change of values, Sam, I think. We've, we've got a return to our old values. You reckon? Yeah. You don't think we're going to say, woohoo, we're off to the Gold Coast? Nah, no, I don't think so. I think uh, I think it'll be all about rebuilding our local economies to a point yeah. because I think that some things we've let go of we we're not necessarily going to pursue again. I, I think we this will create a really amazing change, an enduring change. Are you going to church? Well, not physically. Ah, uh, no, no, we've just been doing that online uh, since the lockdown. Yeah, it's just everything's online. And How's yeah, that going? It's working well. It's working well. Yep, really well. We're getting a lot of uh, a lot of views. Um, the first one we only got like maybe a couple hundred views, but the, the last two services have been over a thousand. A lot of thousand people joining in from as far as Canada, overseas. Yeah, so it's been pretty amazing. And the, the, our pastors have been doing everything by themselves, the songs and the, the sermon from their own home. So they're doing well. Oh, wow. And that's live. Yep. Yep. What's what's their message been? Um, really about hope. Um, to not give up hope that we're all to be supportive and to look at ways to support your neighbours. Like what can you do to help? The neighbors, because like like I said, this is the demographics was like most of it was over 60s, so there's a lot of elderly people in our area. So they just encourage us to look for ways to help those that may need to get food shopping. And so yeah, so for our street, it's, we look after the top half of the street. We reach out and and um, we put uh, flyers in the letterbox to let them know that we're here. It's our number. If there's anything they need us to do or anything they're short of, we can go get it, go get it for them. Yeah. And we encourage them to put the teddy bears in the window. And so, like this morning, walking in every house that had someone in it has a teddy bear <laughs> in the window. So it's quite nice. It's good for the kids. Yeah, it's been an amazing uptake of that, isn't it? Yes. Rahui Images by Andy Thompson, providing us with daily inspiration through the camera lens. See Andy's pictures on Andy Thompson Photography NZ.co.nz. Kia ora! COVID 19 Rahui Images blog, it's Andy Thompson speaking, and uh, I hope you guys are doing well. 
uh, I uh, had a think about this and I went on to the next um, photography tip that I uh, have put together and this one's about having a level of simplicity within your images but also thinking about um, your own bubble having a level of simplicity it kind of keeps things uh, on the ground for you and uh, yesterday I talked about having some cabin fever and uh, and I guess the key thing is is to stay positive and that takes effort I know uh, there are times of gloom and misery but there are also times of hope and inspiration and that's what you need to look for uh, I often make a list of the good things that I have in life uh, that I'm grateful and I do this every day I either talk about it or uh, make a list or write it and that's a must-do habit and that will help you every day within your bubble to make that list and what you're grateful for um, so I am a half glass full sort of character and so I think uh, if you can practice this and build on it it will help you heaps uh, re-photography if we're thinking about having a level of simplicity then uh, that's what we need to do is we need to think about how can we make our images simple because often we have far too much clutter in an image and remember we can see more and take more in in our eyes and our brains far quicker than a camera can and when you're trying to compose an image then remember that you're only composing it within a rectangle area so you need to position your main subjects and your main key things in there to actually be able to lead the viewer's eye so having a level of simplicity will help you create far better images and it's really good for increasing uh, and developing your observational skills. Once you start thinking like this, then you will start to produce some good images. You'll see on my blog that uh, there's, a, there's uh, three images and uh, the cover image, um, there's uh, quite a level of simplicity with that. Quite odd that I saw the railway track a little bit curvy, a little bit worried about that, but also made for a great black and white image. And uh, the, the viewer's eyes actually in this particular image is drawn to uh, a little bit out of focus on the railway line that looks a bit curvy. And I'm sure it's just uh, the angle of view that I was at, but it's quite cool. And if you look down on the blog, there's two other images that I've put in there that uh, is uh, you know, one of the famous celebrity of, uh, of Pork Chalmers, which is Bruce the Cat. So you need to go check out Bruce the Cat. Now, that was a portrait uh, that I caught him, which is pretty cool. And then the other one is just a, a simple long exposure. And I talk about the simplicity of those particular subjects. Um, and also there's an image under that, which is uh, I caught of us talking to our friends and although there's a lot of stuff in the actual image there's three particular co components in there and that is uh, Joe and also the neighbours we're, we're talking and so there's a bit of social classic distance conversing there but uh, the image although has a lot of stuff around it there is a level of simplicity and that's drawn by the three particular subjects actually in the image. So uh, if you consider what your images, how they're gonna have a level of simplicity, you might wanna ask yourself, could you go closer to cut out the clutter that's distracting? Um, you might wanna think about what are the key elements in your frame? Keep the number low, don't make it uh, too many. And then also, does your subject dominate your image or are they lost in the clutter of other aspects of the frame? So those are really good questions to ask yourself when you're taking an image and you want to have that 
level of simplicity within each image. Kia kaha, you guys. Have a fantastic day and look after yourself or evening and uh, stay safe out there. So, Sonny, we've got some questions to end with. We've stolen them from Sustainable Lens. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Probably biggest success is, uh, yeah, it's, it's moving into the house that we have. That was a huge, huge achievement. Um, it's the biggest house I've ever lived in. And the fact that we own it is, uh, yeah, it's a massive success for us. Um, it's a great environment for our, our children to grow up in. They know that they're safe and their friends are close by. Um, that's a huge success. Uh, this year, I guess, when I talked about routine, I put myself into, I set some goals and I wanted to have uh, some really good habits, positive ha habits, because last year just, just I wasn't responding to the, the, the level of stress that I was having through work. I didn't respond to it really well. So I wanted this year to be a better year. And so I, I launched a um, website. I set up my website. It's uh, sunnytaylor.com. And just before the lockdown, I published my first book online. And it's called Aim High. And it's about four four tips or four secrets to to success in life. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's online and Amazon. So that's a big achievement. And, yeah, just relaunched my own podcast and also my YouTube channel. Uh, Mad Monday, every Monday, just just uh, putting out a message to encourage people that to discover their purpose, know, know why they're here, and that they can achieve anything if they really put their mind to it, they really believe in themselves, and, yeah, that life is that we're here to live life, and that, that we should enjoy it as much as we can, be thankful for what we have, and, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that kind of this lockdown could have, had a little curve in that in that whole process, but I'm back on back on that routine and 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 doing what I had started to do at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I think one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen is a a clip that you made walking along the beach, talking about how you had this goal of of moving moving your family to a better place, and you know it seemed an unreal unreasonable dream but but you just like set your mind to it and 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 walk to it oh yeah. and you turned around and said i've got a secret that's right you said i've got a secret yes yes yeah, so it was did you get good feedback from those sorts of things yeah well actually i um was i could have paused doing the online motivational videos and then i had a lot of people that I bumped into saying, oh, you stopped doing the videos. And I said, oh, yeah, I just I just did, did that. And he said, man, that, those videos encouraged us. We should do it again. And so that, yeah, there's been a lot of positive feedback even this year. It's a lot more, um, uh, it's a lot more encouraging from different people from different parts of New Zealand. Um, yeah, so, it's, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Where'd you get the ideas from? From what I'm reading. And like what I'm sharing at the moment is some of the tips of some of the the, the, the tips that I've learned from my mistakes in life and then how I've, how I've gone from just being a high school dropout and to where I am now. 
and then and just thinking about at different stages of my life that oh yeah I had this challenge so how did I overcome that challenge and then I kind of try to create content with that like uh, two weeks ago my my thing was about on bachelor IT um, and talked about how he asked me to help him with his project when really he had more ability than me but the, his challenge was that he was blind and that inspired me to finish what I had started to do because if he can't see the screen and yet he graduated, he walked the stage, um, it shows that he was committed to his goal. And so that inspired me to be committed as well, to stay focused and basically turn up the class, keep turning up the class. You can't learn if you're not, if you're not turning up the class. And, and that doesn't mean to be a physical class, it's having that uh, teachable attitude, a willingness to learn. Muera is writing about yeah. choice and the the imagination to be able to see that that future. Do you think that's yeah. something that we need to be actively teaching people how to do? Yeah, I believe so. Because um, sometimes you can draw you can draw your strength from your your ancestors. Because like um, I think my secret was that I knew that my ancestors they had a dream to come to Aotearoa but they didn't really know how to get there. They just had to follow the, the elements of, of creation. You know, the stars, the waves, the wind, the sun and all that, the moon, they had to follow that had those patterns. They had a routine to follow. And as long as they did that, they were gonna find something. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's always inspired me. That's kind of been my secret, is that if you have a goal, you don't know how to get there. You've just gotta learn step by step, find the, the the habits that you need to create in your life, create a routine on it, out of it, and just keep keep doing it. Even though you may not see any results for the first month, two months, three months, you may not see anything, but eventually it will come. You've just got to keep turning up the class, keep learning, and just keep keep focused. And I guess my book, that's what it talks about. It talks about that. One of the things you talked about was seeing someone on the stage i think it was your i think it was the chief executive of the polytech and you said you realized that once upon a time he didn't have anything either yeah and he had to like study and set a goal of, of achieving stuff and uh, yeah, uh, right. one of the things you said was you realized that if he could do it then you could yeah yeah see i was listening yeah because yeah, it's definitely true because like a lot of people have dreams a lot of people have goals and the reality is that a lot, a lot of the goals or dreams that they've that have that they want to achieve somebody else has already achieved it and we've just got to either connect with that person or find out how did they do that how did they achieve that goal and then just follow follow the steps that that they that they took and that that can be real challenging quite a lot of courage because you've got to step outside your own bubble in a sense and sometimes that bubble may have to change in order to achieve that goal and uh, yeah so we're writing a book of these conversations it's called tomorrow's heroes collection of people fighting the good fight to make the yep. world a better place so you're in the mansion what's your superpower that got you there uh yeah i guess um it's knowing who I am. 
that's knowing what my purpose is. Two days, the two most important days in life is the day that you're born. The second one is knowing why you were born. And um, once you know your purpose here on earth, that that's what drives me, is, is why I am here. And I know that um, my purpose here is to help people, help people achieve their goals, to achieve infinitely more and to live a life that they, they love. And um, I do that with my job. I know that I'm helping people, helping these students come in and uh, help them achieve their goals and hopefully they can live a better life. But uh, kind of in the last few days, I think I need to go to the next, to another um, sort of target market when a friend of mine's uh, daughter passed away. And it's just how she passed away that's kind of been bothering me. So I've kind of started to refocus uh, some of my content towards the younger generation in New Zealand to inspire them. And you need to know who you are. You need to know what your purpose is, you know, and, and focus on that. Because then no matter what comes at you, if you get bullied, you get put down or something negative happens, as long as your eyes is focused on why you're here, you become unstoppable, become fearless. Um, yeah, so I want to push that message out to all the young people. Started to work on uh, creating content for that. And what we've discovered is that people are suddenly really hungry for content from a whole pile of different places and not just from what they were expecting to learn at school according to the curriculum. Yes, yes, that's right. So do you consider yourself to be an activist? No, I've never, never really thought of that, that, that word, yeah. But probably in a sense, I think of the more I think about it, yeah, in a sense. Because I once read about how, you know, you walk past a, a cemetery or graveyard and one of the saddest things is that there's so many dreams that were never achieved. And um, that could be what I'm I'm against, is, is uh, ensuring that people will live the, live the life that they wanted to live, that they want to live. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, definitely my family, uh, my responsibility as a husband and a dad to be the best um, husband and dad that I can be for them, to be the best example. Like for me to do my bachelor IT, one of the driving reasons behind that was because I knew that once once I got married, I knew that we were going to have children and being uneducated, being a high school dropout, I wanted to be a better example for my kids. And so doing the bachelor of IT, was that was my driving force. When I wanted to quit, it was the fact that I needed to be a better example for my kids. I can't quit because they're going to think their dad's a quitter. And if I, if I don't finish this, then they're going to think, oh, dad never finishes anything. Even though they weren't born, um, that was my driving thing. But yeah, in the, in the four years I did my BIT, I had two kids. So that kind of stamped, stamped the, uh, the uh, I guess, the drive that they're here now. I can't hold back. I can't walk away. I've got to keep going. And then from then on, yeah. So yeah, it really is my family. So what challenge are you looking forward to in the next couple of years? Yes, with my boys getting into the teenage years and the challenges that they will face, it's been able to be a father that's present for them 
and not not at them but with them that's going to be a challenge because i've never had a father that was like that for me um so it's kind of something i'm going to have to learn and be aware of and basically what i'm what i'm trying to do with my website is that yeah just keep sticking at what i'm doing um and see where that can go lastly do you have any advice for our listeners Yeah, I think I've kind of reiterated uh, is that if you don't know why you're here, you need to you need to um, use this time and this bubble to to find out what is what is your purpose here in life. And I've got this little tool on my website; you can download it for free, and it covers eight areas. It's called F8 Life Blueprint. It covers eight areas of your life that you just um, in each area you write down what are your goals. For that area like one is what is your faith you have a faith in something you believe what are your beliefs what are your values and then there's your family so what are your goals your finance uh the food food that you're eating your fitness um some what do you do for free you know what do you do in the community um what do you do for fun that's important that's having something outside of work that you do for fun for yourself and the other one is friends is like who are your friends and then I, I i believe that helps you identify your purpose because it worked for me I, I know what i'm what i'm here what i was here what i'm what i'm here for so yeah thank you very much for joining us yeah thank you for the opportunity Moira, do you have any last thoughts um i'm going to go and ask my kids what their purpose is I've never asked them that. We talk a lot about putting themselves in the future and thinking thinking themselves into a future. But I've never actually said to them, what is your purpose? They'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Thank you, Sunny. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah, because yesterday the boys were talking about being, oh, I want to be a builder. And one, no, I want to be an electrician. And I'm like, man, that's those are good goals to have. you know. And if they say that, you've got to encourage them. But it gives them some sense of purpose in life. And not be their ultimate purpose, but it gives them something, something to aim for, something to be motivated for. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be cure world hunger. Yes, that's right. That's right. This time, you've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, polite conversations with people in their polite, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at three and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook as well. We've had contributions from Tahu McKenzie, Andy Thompson and Liesl Mitchell. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani. We were joined by Sunny Teo in Snell's Beach, which is north of Auckland. We all now are going to go and look up our purposes in life. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoy the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.